Hi there, welcome to or welcome back to the Shift Control Podcast. My name is Paul McAnallan. Thanks for joining me um, on the first podcast of 2019. Um, a year that seems to be incredibly old already, despite the fact it's only the 10th. Um, but I think that's because I've been quite busy since the start, and that's a good thing. Um, for those of you who are only just tuning in, the podcast is uh, it's kind of all about business development and um, possibly three main strands of business development in my eyes are uh, brand management, uh, sales strategy, training, management, and then marketing. So I'm bringing those things, three things together uh, under the umbrella of business improvement and stuff that has strands leading into that, um, which I'll talk about later. Uh, one of the things that I did at the start of the year, um, I didn't really have a list of resolutions or Rulings, as Willie Guthrie would call them, um, but I had a, a a real desire to pull back completely from um, media. I had, I'm loath to call it mainstream media because all media is mainstream, really, um, because it has a, a it's agenda driven. Um, there's no media out there that is honest, pure, and telling you the truth because that's just not the way life is. But um, I just find the media here in the north to be really toxic, um, biased, uh, disingenuous, um, a negative, um, distracting and you know, life's hard enough without driving home listening to saccharin being poured over 10 of the worst things that have happened during the day and then waking up in the morning and listening to uh, these uh, overly happy um, bullshitters telling you on radio um, Ten of the worst things that happened the night before. Anyway, it's enough to say that that space needs to be replaced. And um, one of the best ways of replacing it that I find is um, I've got tuned back into audiobooks again, and um, podcasts have been have been a staple for me for this last couple of years. And um, audiobooks are just a great way to kill time in the car if anybody's spent a lot of time driving to and from meetings or just coming back from work or coming to work. It's just uh, amazing how good um, content coming into your head can change your perspective. Um, you know, you don't have to be glossing over life and pretend that everything's great, but it sometimes is nice to stimulate your emotions in a positive way through what you read and what you uh, consume orally. And um, so podcasts and audiobooks are working pretty good. Um, one of the first podcasts that I listened to, um, and I don't listen to it as much now, and that's probably um, that's probably my fault, was the Rich Roll podcast. Rich Roll is this um, ultra-athlete uh, in California. Um, he's a bit of a, a kind of a cool dude. I had the good fortune of meeting him in Dublin a couple of years ago, um, outside Dublin and Wicklow, with um, the freak show that is the Happy Powers, the Happy Power Twins. And... Um, He's a, an extreme athlete who changed his diet. He's now full, I think he's a vegan. He's definitely hardcore vegetarian. And um, he's really, really brilliant. He's just, he's the king of the podcasts. What, he's, he's very good. He's really, really good in his delivery, his tone. His very, he's a very smart questioner and interviewer and a really great listener. And he, he challenges most of the guests um, in just about the right way. Um He's not Seamus McKee, if you hear what I'm saying. Um, but he's just really, um, he, he's, uh, he kind of owned that space for a long time. 
himself and Michael Gervais. Um, I got uh, listening to uh, Michael Gervais, who's the sports psychologist who works for the Seattle Seahawks, but in around the same time, about two years ago. And they're both brilliant. They've got a really, really good way of communicating. And some of the guests they have on are brilliant, um, just for uh, performance enhancement, for um, growth, for personal development, for uh, all the stuff everybody's really into for about four or five weeks of the year. And then they get back into the drudgery of their real lives. But this is a constant, you know. So the choice you have in the morning is to wake up and listen to Radio Ulster or The Nolan Show or BBC Radio 4 or tune into... Um, Intelligent conversation, like I say, like eavesdropping into a conversation with really smart people. And um, so, yeah, one of the guests that Rich Roll had on his podcast um, recently was a guy called Dave Goggins, who's a Navy SEAL guy. Um, as a result of that podcast, I ended up buying his book, um, his audiobook, um, which is a, it's really, really, really extreme. Um, and I'm not sure if I, it's the kind of book that, that I would. <sighs> Wow. It's it's a really, really well written and narrated story about a guy's life um, who has defeated so many different um, battles and obstacles and overcome adversity and everything else. Um, but it's when you take something like the army, you're talking about Navy SEALs and Marines and all that sort of stuff, it is very extreme. But what he does and what he clearly identifies is that... Um, the potential that lies within everybody. Rich Roll is a really good example of that. Michael Gervais talks about it. Um, so there are a couple of podcasts. Um, Michael Gervais is Finding Mastery and Rich Roll is the Ritual Podcast. Um, another pod, couple of podcasts that I would uh, like to suggest and recommend to you would be um, the Irish History Podcast. Um, the reason I got into the Irish History Podcast was because of a guy called Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin um, does a podcast called the Hardcore History Podcast and then Hardcore History Addendum. Um, and as the title suggests, like this is history lessons that um, had I been taught this way when I did my A-levels, I might have just gone beyond the D that I, I managed to scrape in. Um, unreal storytelling. Um, brilliant, brilliant weaving of different sources and resources. And whilst he has a position on most things. He kind of lets you make up your own mind. Um, and one of the podcasts that I listen to is an eight-hour series um, by Carlin on the Celtic Holocaust, which is not uh, nothing to do with Celtic's dominance of Rangers over the last eight years, um, but it's more to do with the Roman Celtic battles that um, took place throughout Europe. Western Europe in around, was it 465 BCE, I think. Um, that's Julius Caesar time and Julius Caesar fighting this Celtic uh, um, leader called Vercingetorix. Um, from the sound of that name, you can tell that he was a Gaul, similar to asterisks and Oblix. And for those of you who remember those cartoons back in the day, but the history is brilliant. The, uh, he, do, he does some amazing uh, podcasts on the Vietnam War. He has Max Hastings on, who used to be the editor of the Daily Telegraph and the Evening Standard, who's written loads of books in the Falklands and all that. So if you're kind of interested in where you come from, um, history is not a bad thing. And uh, the Irish History Podcast is as good as Dan Carlin. I can't remember the name of the guy who 
narrates it, but it's it's lethal, really good. Um, I uh, also would listen to occasionally um, the Blind Boy podcast. Um, it's really uh, quite something else to know that there's a guy who this lad should stand for politics at some point, you know, um, because he is he's he's caught the zeitgeist, you know, he's really. He's on point with all of his narrative. He's um, very, very uh, stimulating, thought-provoking, excellent, um, 100%. Um, real worth listening to if you're not listening to it already. Um, the Disruptive Entrepreneur is a guy called Rob Moore. He's a wee bit shouty. Um, he's kind of the English version of Tony Robbins. Um, no, he's not. No, nobody's any version of Tony Robbins. This guy, uh, Rob Moore, is is um, he's loud, and his loudness is only surpassed by his confidence. So you kind of get the picture. But he's a smart guy, really worth listening to. That's the disruptive entrepreneur, the multiplier mindset. Um, Dan Sullivan. Dan Sullivan is a seventy-plus sales guy who's just brilliant. Really, really class way of going about himself, talking, uh, simplify stuff. Um, proves that the next generation or the current generation um, isn't all about millennials and Gen Z, that there is room for the old timers and the baby boomers and everything else. So um, that's a really brilliant one to listen to. Um, another one that I would listen to occasionally would be The Art of Manliness with, um, I think it's Jordan Harbinger, um, which is really good. And um, finally, but not a Finally, just in terms of the chronology here, but I listen to Bill Burr a lot. Um, Bill Burr is a, he's a comedian. For the for those of you that don't know, he's real funny. And um, for those of you who are really uptight, um, this one's not for you. Um, but if you're kind of uptight and listening to this, you'll have heard me curse, I suppose, occasionally. Um, yeah, I'm not even trying to make comparisons here. This guy's like... He's a he's a comedian, okay, but the podcast is him basically just giving his observations and witterings about his life and what's going on and um it's just really easy on the ear. He's just he's some really good comedic value, but it's also some really good um life skill stuff and observational stuff. And you know what? Most of you on the way into work, if you're like me, will need jump leads at some point of the day and there's no better way of getting them than first thing in the morning because um yeah. You know, really, Ulster, really? <sighs> Jesus. Um, half an hour of Bill Burr will soon put you in the right track. Um, and then, um, yeah, there's a whole lot of other stuff. Intelligence Squared is a really good one. Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History is really good. And uh, But there's a lot of stuff out there that I think is a really, really uh, ah, brilliant substitute to all the stuff that goes on, um, all the stuff that goes on in the uh, in media world where... The liars get paid better than you do. Um, the other thing I was going to mention, um, true story, in the last two weeks, uh, I've had two emails via LinkedIn. Connect People wanted to connect with me on LinkedIn because they'd heard this podcast. Um, and uh, I was hugely flattered, very humbled, and kind of surprised too because I didn't think LinkedIn was the place where that sort of stuff went on. I just thought it was a hotbed of recruitment agencies running around selling their soul for um, for whatever they sell their soul for. Whatever. What's a recruitment agency soul worth these days? Um, mm, don't know. Uh, but you'd be sitting um, watching uh, on Twitter 
there's a Twitter profile called Instead of LinkedIn, where some guy parodies and kind of pillories and puts a knife into um, people who promote themselves on LinkedIn as these um, life coaches and all that sort of stuff. And I kind of thought LinkedIn had lost its way a bit, but my my faith was restored somewhat in the last two weeks where complete strangers had sent me messages saying that they had enjoyed the podcast. And I want to make it a, a kind of a bit of a disclaimer here. The podcast episodes that they seem to like have been the three with Damien Hughes. Um, I've uh, had the pleasure and good fortune to interview three three times a guy called Damien Hughes. Damien's a professor in psychology. He's a sports scientist. He's a sports psychologist. He has written, he's an author. He's written some amazing books. I always kind of give him a name check every so often, but um, two books, uh, Five Steps to a Winning Mindset and the Barcelona Way are uh, just brilliant. Um, I was going to say there are entry points into the entire space of a mindset and motivation, but you know what? That might be the, all, the only books you need, you know? Um, there's only so often you can read stuff before you find yourself rereading somebody else's version of what you have read or what you may think yourself. And these two books are really, really good starting points. Um, you know what? Um, anything that Damien does is pretty good. So uh, Damien's handle on Twitter is the at Liquid Thinker. But uh, yeah, so going back to the two people that had connected with me on LinkedIn, um, one of them is in Dublin and the other one is uh, in the north here. And the guy in Dublin, I'd sent him an email back thanking him for his kind words and asked him uh, what he'd listened to. And he said he'd listened to Damien Hughes. And I said, yeah, Damien's good. Um, and But he also came back and he said that he'd listened to some of the other sales stuff as well. So it was kind of nice to hear that people are listening to these things. Um, I was lucky to have some really interesting guests on the, the previous series leading up to Christmas um, from a range of different backgrounds across a range of different subjects. And I hope to get a couple of them back on again and have a few other people um, lined up as guests over the coming six months. Two in particular um, got a bit of uh, comment and feedback. Madlug, uh, Dave Linton, who's the CEO of Madlug, the, the business that um, uh, sells leisure uh, luggage, you know, backpacks and shoulder bags and hand luggage and all that sort of stuff. Uh, who for every product you buy, a, a bag gets given to a child moving from a foster home. I can mean, talk about uh, ethical branding and doing good and, um, you know, uh, kind of restores your faith in humanity. Six or seven people have come to me and said that they have bought bags um, as a result of the podcast, which I thought was deadly. It's probably the nicest thing that anybody said to me about the podcast, that that, that kind of good message can get a spread out there and, and people take advantage of yeah anyway I thought it was really brilliant and then the feedback from the um, podcast I did with Gerlin Mulqueen um, disclosure here as well as Gerlin's my partner and um, it was a really enjoyable podcast on a number of levels but the feedback that we've had from that relating to um, uh, creativity art and the influence it can have on well-being um, there's a big, bigger story to be told about that, and hopefully I'll get Gerilyn back on again, um, the podcast at some point later on this year. So, um, yeah, that's a, um, that's all good uh, in the podcast department. Um, so one of the other things that um I've made as a resolution for 2019 is to read more books. Um, it's kind of 
obviously your garden is a very fertile your, your garden your head is like a garden it's a very fertile environment and um it's kind of shit in and shit out isn't it you know put good stuff in good stuff can flourish you put bad stuff in uh, the same can happen so if you want to be an expert on the kardashians you kind of know where to go if you want to be an expert in these standards you know where to go so i was watching a lot of tv and um for a long time up until about a year ago uh, i don't have a tv in the house at all now and I'll watch occasionally stuff on the computer, but typically my TV uh, viewing is way better down. It's maybe half an hour a day, maybe if even that, some days without completely watching anything on um, a device that is like a computer or television. And so I decided to get um, some, um, uh, what would you call it? Try to learn a little bit about speed reading. Um, I tried it before with a guy called Tony Buzan, who, who is, um, talks about a mind mapping and he has uh, written a book on speed reading, which I'd read and um, I was able to improve my comprehension and speed and absorption by 20, 30 and 40% or figures like that. And I was really impressed by it, but I stopped doing it because it does take practice. So I've downloaded stuff from Tim Ferriss. Um, Tim Ferris is a guy who can get everything done in four hours in a week, um, which is pretty cool if you've got 40 people working with you, I guess. But um, he did a project with Princeton University and they came up with a, a, a document that is available on his website. Um, you're going to have to Google that. I don't visit Tim Ferriss' stuff all that often. I don't really know um, what his uh, website is, but that's just lazy. I'll do that now while I'm talking. Um, so the idea is um, to look at, you know, I guess reading faster so I can learn more. Um, I just kind of keep up rather than um, a Tim.blog. There you go. Tim.blog, I think is his handle, yeah. Tim.blog. Um, I think that's him, is it? Uh, yeah, it is Tim.blog. There you go. Um, I just wanted to, to read more. You know, I'm kind of more interested and curious about things these days. I'm curious about um, the business that I, I that I work in. I'm curious about sales training. I'm curious about styles, methods of of uh, sales training, sales management. Um, I kind of try to add more value to the work that I do, um, which is difficult um, when sales is something that everybody is doing and everybody thinks they know what they're doing. So the only way to, to try and get an edge is to read, read more and learn more. So I've got a lot of books that I need to learn, but I'm also curious about um, culture. I'm curious about Celtic culture. Um, I'm more Celtic than Irish and if I, I, I'm Celtic rather than Irish. I think I feel a sense of that. I, I've been interested to find out what all that means. So I've become more interested in history um, I'm interested in music, I'm interested in a whole bunch of stuff that um, if you read at the speed that you were taught at school, then it's like one word a second, isn't it? You trace your finger from left to right. And there are people I know who can read stuff, like they read a page in about six or seven seconds. Um, and that's not through being magical, that's through working hard and training yourself to, to read at a different pace, um, but also to read in a different way. And... Um, I'm curious about that as well. So um, go to tim.blog and check out what the uh, 
Tim Ferriss has to say about it, but uh, Tony Buzan has written books on that as well. Um, so yeah, this podcast is all about sales. Um, so complimentary to this podcast, I've written a blog, and the blog is all about um, the first step really in the sales process, which is prospecting, named after the 49ers and the gold rush in the States way back. And, um, and like you needed to know that. So prospecting is, regardless of which sales process you follow, whether it's a five stage, a seven stage or an eight stage, or whether you've got your own particular stage, prospecting is really, really important. Um, and kind of the reason that I'd written the blog is that about mid-December or the tail end of November in 2018, I came home and I found what was described by themselves as the very last edition of the Yellow Pages. I don't know if you got one sent to your business, um, but it was like, I don't know, half an inch thick. And if, for those of you listening to this who don't know what the Yellow Pages is, like the size really doesn't matter, but for those of you who remember what the Yellow Pages really stood for, it kind of was like the, the go-to directory for um, plumber... Uh, a plumber, electrician, joiner, oil delivery, painter, but it gave the name and address of every single business that existed in the north of Ireland. Everything, everything. The advertising rates were just ridiculous. I worked for a number of clients in the, in the late 2000s, the mid-2000s, before things kind of were very evident, uh, evidently on the decline. They were paying 13, 14, 20 grand a year just putting a page and a half into the Yellow Pages. It was a cash cow for the owner of the Yellow Pages and the book was just massive. There might be thousands of pages, hundreds of thousands of businesses promoting themselves and um, it might have been about six inches thick. And the very last published edition came through the letterbox um, in November and it was about, I don't know, two centimetres thick. And uh, obviously they're trying to play their trade online now and people are looking at printed media as just, um, you know, it's kind of making itself obsolete. Well, back in the day when I started selling properly in London, uh, Yellow Pages was like the goldmine. It was a free resource um, for prospecting. Um, you had newspapers. Back then, when you you take away the, the technology that exists today, like there was nothing there. You had to go out and look really hard for businesses to contact. If you wanted to, to do a proper sales job, you've got um, yellow pages, you had a notebook in your hand, and you were walking around maybe the streets taking names of businesses and telephone numbers, and you were going to call them up that evening and or call them up that afternoon or whatever. And, you know, looking back, you kind of think that... Um, I suppose how much work had to go into that whereas today all you've got to do is you know let's go to the very basic step that's like you click on google and give you a load of names of businesses you've got directories online you've got associations that publish their members online um, then you take it to even in belfast you can go to invest ni and um, go down to the business information unit and you can get access to like 600 names and addresses every six months or whatever it is um, think of all the trade press that, are, that still goes on. Think of the paid for resources that exist. Forget about GDPR. The, the information is out there um, for businesses globally for you to contact. Um, and it's a really, really important 
part of the sales process, but it's really overlooked in terms of its importance. Um, you know, the veracity of databases is really down to the effort of the person putting the database together. So, you know, a lot of businesses that I work with, they don't have their salespeople looking at the database. They have an admin resource putting the database together and all the salesperson has got to do is make the telephone call out. That's work, working on the notion that at the very start you think telephone sales works um, and the headline of the day is that, yeah, it does work. So a lot of businesses that I'm working with, I've got maybe, let's say, 100% of my active clients currently use the telephone as part of their lead generation activities. And those sectors range from automotive to construction to electrical to um, transport, uh, logistics, IT. They're all using the telephone. So the idea that the very first stage um, is the most important shouldn't be lost on most people, but the fact that people just get really tired of putting the legwork in and getting the data right, getting the right names, pointing yourself in the right direction, all that sort of stuff. Um, to quote from, very loosely, from Stephen Covey and his Habits of Highly Effective People, he said, you start the journey with a destination in mind, um, which makes a lot of sense, but it stops there, you know, or sorry, it doesn't stop there. Um, start the journey with a destination in mind is one thing, but what you have to do is create a process that delivers that destination. And that process begins with prospecting. Seven, eight, nine, ten stages of selling, whatever it is, the first one's prospecting. What most salespeople tend to do is they have their gaze averted uh, forward towards the destination, which is the target or revenue figures or commission figures or whatever, and they take their eye off the process. And prospecting is part of the process. So the idea is you start the journey with a destination in mind, Find the process that works for you, become a slave to the process and forget about the destination. And um, that's something that I've noticed on a lot of businesses that their eagerness the start of 2019 is to just get cracking at the bit because the CEO or the MD has got a hangover and they're Christ, that's it, we've got to do better this year. So our solar systems go doing the same thing that they did in 2018. And um, 2018 delivered a set of results that unless you change your behavior, um, it's going to see 2019 replicating the same set of results. So that's kind of what I would um, advocate is to really uh, focus very heavily at the very start on prospecting. Make sure that, that it's a really, really tight process, that the data is cleansed from the start as well as it possibly can and it's thorough. Just make sure you're pointing yourself in the, in the right direction. Um, that's really obvious, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and common sense and everything else is so uncommon as to, yeah, you know the story. Um, so, okay, that's, um, I think that's really me. Uh, I'm going to have a few more uh, guests on over the coming um, weeks and months. Um, I want to uh, change my technology here as well. I've talked about this a lot, but I'm still unsure of how to set up my podcast and whether I should actually go to a physical studio because... Um, some of the production values are, um, it devalues the experience. I know if, as if the content uh, isn't hard enough to keep you interested, a, the, the production can have a massive impact on the overall listening experience. Um, your man, I can't believe you'd be calling him a blind boy boat club, but a blind boy in the rubber bandits, um, 
has put a lot of effort into creating an ambience and a listening experience in his podcast that makes a lot of sense um, because ultimately it's a very intimate uh, one-to-one kind of experience even though for him it's one to millions and, and for me it might be one-to-one um, but I think you know what I mean so I'm going to take a look at that and I'm going to have um, a few guests on over the next six months um, that hopefully will continue the vein of business improvement and sales and marketing and um, performance improvement, high performance improvement, medium performance improvement, low performance improvement, um, all to do with business development. So listen, thanks very much for, for listening. Um, a, I think if there was one thing I want to leave you with, um, and you were in, um, in a mood to, to be reading and listening to a lot of valuable books or audiobooks, um, I'm going to go back and give Damien Hughes a bit of a plug again because he's a really nice lad. He's just a really deadly fella. Really good guy. Um, but he's really smart. And uh, it's evident where his value comes from when you read some of his books. So the two books that I'd recommend that you get your hands on if you haven't done so already would be um, The Barcelona Way, which is about um, culture. So any of you um, head of sales and managing directors and CEOs listening to um, a, you know, setting off on your sales journey and you're trying to make strategic decisions and trying to implement strategy in any part of your business, strategy will fail without the right kind of culture and the right people embedded to deliver the culture. And Damien in the Barcelona way is it's a brilliant um, handbook for any size of business. So um, I would go and get that. Uh, he's pretty he's pretty uh, he's pretty good. And his other book is Five Steps to a Winning Mindset. So um, I think that it's pretty I'd like to think that title's relatively self-explanatory. Um, if it's not then you probably need to reach out for a few different books um, before you get stuck into the heavy artillery. Um, Five Steps to a Winning Mindset is um, it's pretty it's pretty impressive a it's it's all about um, how you can how you can improve performance within individuals and within teams and the importance of it and he uses a lot of sporting examples um, he uh, references Alex Ferguson Sir Alex Ferguson and other people that he's worked with he's also written books on Thomas Hitman Hearns and Marvin Hagler so he's a his dad was a very renowned boxing coach in Manchester, and um, he's a class act all round. His website is liquidthinker.com, liquidthinker.com. So I um, hope you can stuck into that. But listen, thanks for, for your patience and listening to this point, and I'll catch up with you again soon.